Blog Talk Radio. from your insights, your questions, and your suggestions. So, don't just listen in. Call us with your comments. Good morning, good morning, and welcome to Say Yes to Spirit, encouraging you on your spiritual path. I am Tracy, and... (laughs) And we are... So happy to be with you today. Um, Every week, if you listen regularly, you know that every week we have a theme for the show, and today's theme is journaling. No accident as we go into this new year. Last week we talked about meditation. Today, journaling. In the first four weeks of the year, we are talking each week about a different spiritual practice. So um, so today it's journaling, and there are all kinds of ways to talk about journaling, and uh, we may talk a little bit about journaling in general, but mostly we'll keep going back to how can we use it to affirm and support our spiritual growth. But we always try to, as Leslie says, connect the dots. So, uh, Leslie, you want to connect the dots from last week's topic, which was meditation, and this week's topic, which is journaling. Well, you know, it's connected up. I do like to do that, don't I? Um, In a way, like you had said, we're doing this series of spiritual practices, and journaling and meditation, just from my own personal experience, my two oldest spiritual practices. In fact, I was journaling long before I ever knew it was a spiritual practice, and so that's one of the stuff that would be interesting to talk to I talk about today is, you know, how is just journaling always automatically a spiritual practice, or is there specific journaling that makes it more of a spiritual practice and less of a therapeutic exercise? So, I think that will be interesting. I'll be interested to hear your thoughts on that later on. But really connecting the dots, just that the spiritual practices. I can't think of any other thing necessarily because you really can't journal while you meditate or meditate while you. I guess you can meditate while you journal. Or uh, have some sort of meditative experience with your journal book open. I have a spiritual teacher that tells me to take a journal book with me into the area where I'm meditating if I'm meditating at home. And in case I have any thought or idea that I want to remember, then I can always jot it down. And so I don't feel like I have to retain it in my mind while I'm meditating. So I guess there's a little bit of crossover there. Yeah, in that case of um, capturing something that you feel is really important or capturing something that you do want to think more about, like, oh, that came through and that's really powerful, and you know, but you don't want to do that in the meditation, yeah. That would make sense to keep it in your journal and then to journal about it. Right. And that has been helpful to me now that I think about it. I haven't done that in a long time, but I'm just now kind of remembering to bring that journal in with me in case I do have a thought or, you know, have something come to me, you know, some sort of um, idea or message during the meditative process. But but I am looking forward to journaling. um, It's one of the things that I've had on my list this new year to start doing again, and I have not manifested that yet. So this is a good topic for me to be reminded that I uh, I see the value in it. I just haven't quite taken the value in it myself yet. So, mm. well, cool. From meditation to journaling, let's take a quick uh, one minute break, and then we'll come back and dive into journaling. 
Welcome back to Say Yes to Spirit, encouraging you on your spiritual path, hosted by Leslie and Tracy. Ah, It is so fabulous, you know, with it being so early in the year to talk about um, key spiritual practices that help us to achieve our intentions and and journaling definitely, I agree with what you said earlier, Leslie. And for me, it's one of those things that, one of those practices that just seems so natural, and I was doing it way before I ever called it journaling or maybe before I knew it was a spiritual practice. Right, and I actually um, had a devotion we could start off with just about spiritual practices in general, that kind of talks about how I look at them, um, and it's uh, actually called Matic Pilot. My mind wandered about my upcoming day, things left undone from yesterday, curiosity, who I will see at church. Suddenly my hand flicked on my blinker and my body moved my car over the traffic just in time to make my exit. I drive the same route to meditation every morning. This morning, my mind was not aware of where I was, but my body was conditioned to do the same thing every morning, so it went on automatic pilot and took control of my car. I realized my spiritual practice is much like this. When I get in a daily routine, my day goes on spiritual automatic pilot. I seem to know intuitively what to do next, and things unfold exactly as needed. I have a hunch God is expressed through my spiritual automatic pilot. When I practice a daily spiritual life, morning after morning after morning, I get to relax and let my spiritual automatic pilot take control of my day. Nice. But the routine of the spiritual practices, whatever they are, and I can go over the different ones the next several weeks, you know, that seems to me, in my experience, has been the process of getting into the routine, whatever the practice is. Yeah, I agree with you that um, the that there's so much power that comes from, you know, doing a spiritual practice every day or every hour or, you know, on some regular basis. Uh, every week, um, so that it becomes automatic, it becomes routine. You don't have to think about it. And I think that's that's when it, you start going really deep because you're not, you know, when you first start, like when you first start meditating, we, which we've talked about before. When any of us first starts meditating, and you have to make yourself sit there. Right. And it feels like nothing's happening, and your mind is still so busy. I mean, we talked about that last week. And and then you get to a point where your body does it every day or, you know, whatever your schedule is, and you still may not feel like you're achieving anything, and then you see how it kicks in when you're calmer in a time that you normally would have been or in the past would have been stressed about. Right, and I think journaling is the same way that it's unless you're naturally drawn to you know writing, uh-huh. at, um, or or thinking, reflecting on what's going on in your life, then unless you just naturally are drawn to that, then it's like, what do I write? Well, I can't write. I don't know what to say. Well, you know, it's all <laughs> of that chatter. Right, right. And a lot of times, you know, therapists will give people um, journaling as an assignment for a therapeutic reason. And how does that, when you said you to kind of use journaling before you use the spiritual practice, can you talk more about that, about how, what was the difference for you in your journaling when you were doing it for something outside of a spiritual practice? Or did you even think there was a difference? You just called it something different. 
Well, you know, when you when you said that as we were starting the show about um, you know, different ways and and doing it before and then you made the reference to, you know, therapy. I I I remember um my first thought was well, but spiritual practice is all about going within and being connected to, you know, your best self or your true self or your, you know, spiritual self. And so even in even though a therapist may assign someone to do it, it's a spiritual practice. You just don't think of it as going to church. You think of it as I'm, you know, doing what my therapist said, but it doesn't make it less of a spiritual practice. Do you know exactly. what I mean? Kind of like... Right. Like if if our life is spiritual yeah, demonstration, then any way that we look within, if we and if we do it on a regular basis, it becomes a spiritual practice. Um, but that doesn't answer your question about like how was I journaling? I I'm I was drawn to writing and I was drawn to reflecting from a very young age. I mean, when I was a teenager, I actually thought I was going to either be um, an interpreter for the United Nations or for the U.S. government because I really loved languages, or I was going to be a journalist, you know, and an author. So I I wrote a lot. You know, I wrote poetry a lot, but really when I look back, a lot of my poetry, it wasn't journaling about what went on in my life, you know, in terms of like a diary or capturing it, but it was journaling. It was journaling in the sense of capturing my feelings about Uh, what was going on in the world. Right, okay. And then when I was in college, I think it it was either my freshman or sophomore year in college, I had um, a teacher, a professor, who gave us the assignment of journaling. And, you know, uh, and and as I remember it, as I remember it, I think that that quote-unquote little notebook that became my first real journal, I think it really was much more like a diary of just capturing what happened every day. Okay, yeah, like events, like activities. Right, not, you know, a little bit deeper than just putting the schedule down, but, you know, this is what happened and this is how this person made me feel or, you know, it was really more outside. It was me reacting to the world outside of me, whereas now, you know, I, I really connect journaling with me reacting to the world inside of me. Oh, that's interesting. I like that. I like that a lot. And I think, you know, when I journal now, there are times when I capture, you know, this is what happened in class, but I keep writing. That's not the purpose of it. If I capture that and then reflect on what does that mean to me or how does that affect me and and who I am in the world. So it's a much deeper process. But, you know, when you're first exposed to it, you write what you write. Right. And, and that. Yeah, at you know, at 18 or 19 years old, even though I my poetry was very deep, this idea or concept of journaling, I remember pushing back a little bit like, you know, thinking it wasn't deep enough that she wanted me to just capture, you know, what happened in my day and you know, looking back, that really isn't what she assigned us to do. But it just, you know, that that's that was kind of the start of me using or hearing the term journaling, and it probably wasn't wasn't, you know, ten or twelve or fifteen years later before I actually got a spiritual, you know, an introduction to journaling from a spiritual perspective. Um, but I had in the interim years continued to write, just not as regularly as I do now. So I can remember the first time I got introduced to journaling on a spiritual level was through a kind of like a 
Uh-huh. Well, that's just that place I was going through psycho- psychotic when I went to that silent retreat. <laughs> yeah. That was uh, actually for the Methodist Church. And it was, she was there, and they, you know, that was part of what they gave us. You know, we, we were to know since we couldn't talk. And um, and I can remember the woman giving us the idea to go out and journal sitting outside, and I've never done that before, interestingly enough, in um, giving us the prompt to, to not really have a thought about what we were going to journal, but just sit outside and journal what came to our mind. And I think that was the first time that I had journaled something other than kind of a therapeutic, oh, you know, I'm so angry at Sarah Sue or something, you know. Mm-hmm. So um, I, I, it's just kind of an interesting transitional time, and it was actually at a spiritual week that kind of got the prompt. Do you remember kind of how you went to the class assignment? I mean, was it, did you say there's just more, more of a tra- natural progression for you, that that's naturally more, more of the in, internal dialogue coming out in your well, I, I, you know, thinking back to college is requiring me to think back a long, long <laughs> But what I, what I'm intuiting, what I'm intuitively feeling is because I was a writer and because I wrote poetry, which tends to be, you know, introspective anyway, I continue to write both in times of great joy and great pain. And and I don't have a lot of that because I didn't have an organized system, you know, of keeping my journals and, you know, keeping the books and keeping them in a sequence. I would just write. I would journal. And, and I think back now in reflection, probably part of my barrier with the class assignment was that it was a class assignment, and I knew the teacher or you know, whoever was going to be reading it. Whereas when I'm writing for myself, you know, I'm writing for myself and for my eyes only, even though I do share some of what I write with other people. But I'm not, you know, I'm not concerned about who's going to read it and do they have the context and, you know, what are they going to think about it. Right. So uh, I did continue to write. But I'm, I'm... and and I continued to make it deeper. And when it was for me, I'm sure it was, you know, much more like the journaling I do now. Um, but I'm thinking maybe it was in the early to mid-'80s and maybe as late as 1986 when I got involved in New Thought and, you know, that I really got exposed to a lot of options around journaling as a spiritual practice, as a way to go deeper, as a way to reflect, and um, as a way to, to you know, if meditation is receptive and receptive to, you know, hearing the, the message of spirit, that journaling is a more kinesthetic, is a kinesthetic way to process some of what you've heard even before you decide what to do. Does that make any sense? To 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 like put a bit of a space between and taking an action. Yeah, I mean, I'm and I haven't thought at all about that, but I'm, you know, thinking not always, but often. The journaling is I've had some insight or I've had some sense of a direction in which to go and the journaling is kind of the processing of that where it resonates where it doesn't what it means what I might do about it and it does kind of become a bridge between inspiration and action right I think that's a smart idea in terms (laughs) of you know I'm just going well, out there. Even when, think about even when, like, you're journaling because you're upset or angry or confused, it's like right. you have a spiritual seed that says life should be better than this. Life is better than this. And the journaling is the processing of, wait a minute, why isn't this working? 
Um, here's what I'm doing, here's what I'm not doing, here's why I get angry. It's like it's the processing of what I know to be the true inspiration or the true life, and how do I get from where I am to where I, to taking action that moves me to where I want to go. Right. Without being too impulsive, right? Is that the... Yeah, or even reflecting on the impulsive actions you have taken, or you know, it, do they resonate? Are they really the direction I want to go? I don't know. I'm not really trying to like sell the idea that journaling is the bridge from inspiration to action. It just went through my mind as a as some as many times that's what it shows up for as me shows up for in my life. Shows up well, as in my life. Yeah, that's how it shows up. <laughs> no, I like that. In fact, and I think that I think of times in my life if I had slowed down a little bit, my discernment would have had some time to kick in. Mhm. And um, through journaling, maybe that is one mechanism of kind of. Uh, Looking at or trying to get eliminate, you know, eliminating the discernment. Not just if I tend to, I can be pretty compulsive. impulsive. I can be impulsive. I know that's surprising. So we've been talking about this for like 15 minutes or so, and it just strikes me that what if someone is listening and They've never journaled, and they, I mean, we're pretty much talking about it as if everybody listening knows what journaling is uh, and, and how to journal. Or so maybe we should back up a little bit and do three or four minutes just about like what is journaling and and how do, how do each of us use journaling in our own lives at this stage right now? All right. Well, you know, kind of like we did a list of different meditations. There are sort of different methods. Um, one that that uh, I learned in 12-step programs is, you know, writing down a gratitude list or keeping a gratitude journal of at least one or two good things that happen each day. Um, yeah. They focus in on the positive. That's been very useful. And then you use the word, you know, diary, which some people are more familiar with in terms of, you know, it's really recanting of events. And I think like like you said and I said both that that does tend to just lead naturally to a more in depth look at the things. And you can see trends and things, even if you just write down feelings and events of the day, if you go back over a couple of month period you can usually pretty easily see trends of emotions or feelings. Yeah, I um I agree with you. I what you triggered for me was, you know, a diary captures events, a journal captures emotions, but it's different. I mean, that's not really that's not complex enough because what you said at the end of that is true too, that even if you simply capture events, when you look back, if you were to look back at the end of a month or the end of six months or the end of a year, you would see trends that would automatically translate into how you are interacting with the world. Right. I mean, really, journaling... I can't remember when I first started journaling even in therapy because the therapist was the first person that said you need to get out and, you know, journal. And I, you know, went to, I don't know, what bookstore, you know, bookstores were around back then, but I remember going to like two or three bookstores trying to find the perfect journal or trying to find, you know, the perfect pen or trying to get the right. And so finally I had somebody tell me, just get a spiral notebook, you know, at the grocery store. <laughs> and, um, and that... I started journaling, but I really had to force myself just to use a spiral notebook because I had something I had that said I had to have the the pretty the pretty journal book 
notebook kind of thing to, you know, inspire me to write or to make me feel good about it. And I was like, this is a spiral notebook and a pen. So, uh, if someone has ever done it before, this is a spiral notebook and a pen. You know, it's a very, I think I should, I wanted to make it something much more, um, you know, detailed or, you know, have a, a more flowery experience than it really needed to be. <laughs> Of course, because, you know, if you have a $25 leather-bound <laughs> book to write in, of course it means what you write is going to be much more right. powerful, important, and, you know, better in every way. That's right. That's right. It's going to be a spiritual experience just by the book. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm so glad that someone finally told you. Uh, yeah. Just go buy a fifty cent <laughs> spiral notebook and um use a you know, pen that was donated by some service provider that dropped it off. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well I love it. Go ahead. No, go ahead. I have a new thought, new topic, so go ahead if you say something that's something old. When you said gratitude journal, I, I that you know sometimes when we talk about journaling, most of the time when we talk about journaling in spiritual practice, we you know talk about you know capturing the full range or you know whatever is going on for you or whatever is up for you, and um, and and that's kind of like random thoughts or random patterns. But I agree that it is really powerful when you pick any any particular theme um, and then choose to journal, you know, on that focused on that theme. So gratitude journal is, you know, the most commonly focused theme one. You know, everyone, you know, every spiritual teacher. Um, you know, all the way up through the secular guidance um, of, you know, the Oprah Winfrey show going, saying this is a really good practice for, you know, for everyone. But you could do the same thing with, and I have done, you know, not for a year, but there have been times when I have decided to focus on one thing and journal about it every day. And like you said with the gratitude journal, you know, not say I've got to write 10 paragraphs, but just say, you know, at the end of every day, I'm going to write three things that are related to prosperity. You know, okay, I was going to ask you topics. So, like, prosperity would be a topic you, okay. Yeah, or um, I took a class maybe three or four years ago. I guess it was four years ago, and it was a four-week class, and so during you know, those four weeks, one of the things that I did was, you know, journal every morning um, about, you know, about the topic of the class. So you could always do focused thought journals and you could commit to do it for seven days or for, you know, the month of February. It's not like you have to, you know, when you start out, commit to, I'm going to do this for the rest of my life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And right. Julia Camp talking about just different types of journaling. You know, a lot of people in the late eighties, early nineties really got exposed to journaling as a as a self as a personal development practice, which is nothing but a spiritual practice. Um, but a personal development practice through uh, Julia Cameron's The Artist Way. Where, oh, yeah, I love that. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So in her book where she talks about writing morning pages and she doesn't call uh-huh. it a journal, but that's what it is, that yeah. every morning that you wake up and you just make a commitment to write whatever comes to mind, free consciousness, free association, don't try to make it make sense of it, don't try to write an article, you know, just start writing as soon as you get uh-huh. up. And just, you know, then you look back at it, you know, a week later or a month later or, you know, at the end of 90 days and go, oh, that's what was going on. Or, oh, look, I keep thinking that over and over and over. Different people, but I keep having the same reaction. 
Um, so morning yep. pages is a great way to start journaling. And as you say that, I remember, like, last year on the show, you said something about morning pages, and I said, oh, I want to start doing that, and I didn't do it. So isn't that interesting? I've been journaling for a while. I haven't done it. Well, I think it's, what I think is interesting is that you would remember what you didn't do. <laughs> yes, I have a lot more air in my brain if I wasn't held up with all the things that I haven't done or done. Right, right. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. morning pages. I do remember that very clearly now. Yeah, I remember it too now that you mention it, that for three weeks you beat yourself up about <laughs> morning pages, but I haven't done it, written any yet. Maybe this week. No, this week I will do it, and then next the next week. Well, I still haven't done any morning <laughs> pages. Yeah, I finally gave up, thank goodness, right? Yeah. Right, eventually. Uh, yeah, I think it took about four weeks. Yeah, only four weeks. Yeah, I think it took about four weeks before you decided to um, forgive yourself and allow it to be whatever it is. <laughs> very good of me. Very good. It's actually way ahead of my normal curve, so that's good, four weeks. <laughs> so, yeah, but that's a really good way. I mean, as we share different ways for people who maybe have it, and it's a really effective way, even if you do journal a lot, to, you know, create some pattern, and, um, but especially for people who are not familiar with journaling, just to get up and say, okay, for five minutes I'm going to write, or for 30 minutes, I'm, you know, whatever time you have, but the first thing that I'm going to do is just start writing. And the other uh, way of, or another way of journaling that comes to mind for me is, um, even though we've mostly been talking about journaling and writing words, you know, I, I know a couple of people who journal on a regular basis and they journal with images. And, you know, so instead of writing words, they draw pictures. Oh, and really? One of them is a great artist, so it makes sense that, you know, she would be drawn to drawing versus, you know, using written word, Uh, but the other one is not so much an artist. She started doing that as a way to get out of, to get out of herself because she does think a lot in words and words kept her in her head intellectualizing. Oh, okay. And so she started just making, you know, little um, stick figures or funny images that, she really would probably have to explain to most people because, like I said, she's not really an artist, but she knew what she was drawing. And, you know, and that that practice, you know, getting a sketchbook and and journaling in images every day is a real uh, powerful practice for her. Interesting. Yep, I would not have thought of that as journaling, but I think you're right. It does meet the the overall, you know, creative process of doing something daily and having some sort of visual representation of the, the experience or the thought. That's a very cool thing. Yeah, I mean, it it does the it has the same effect. It it points out what's coming up for you. It points out what um, you're thinking about and putting your attention to. It points out patterns, you know. Uh, if, you know, if I'm journaling with images and I notice that, you know, in the last 30 days I have an image of a frowny face, you know, like every other day, it's like, okay, what is that? Or, you know, if I have the like in comic books where you'd have the um, sound balloon and it would say Zowie or <laughs> Elm or, you know, if, I, if even something simple like that. If I'm uh-huh. feeling like I'm getting either powerful, that I'm feeling powerful because things are working great, or if it's, you know, there are words there that are, are images there or colors, if I'm using, you know, different color crayons or markers or pens, you know, colors that feel heavy to me, it's like, oh, I can get as much out of that as writing 
you know, I'm not feeling good today, or I feel like I'm really frustrated that, you know, this project isn't finished, and I've written that seven days out of ten, you know, my images can give me the same message. Yeah, that's really cool. I've never thought about even using colors. I think I might, I'm not going to say I'm going to try that so I don't have to keep myself up if I don't, but I like that. I do like using colors as reflection of. Yeah, no, I do that. I do that a lot. Yeah. Using colors when I'm journaling with, um, not so much when I'm just journaling at home in my regular, you know, kind of practice. But when I am, um, when I, a lot of times when I go to events or, lectures or classes that are not, you know, classes that I'm taking for credit, but just like a a, a workshop. You know, I go to some speaker's workshop. I don't take notes about what they, like capturing what they say in general. You know, I, I may, they may say something and I'll use it. I know I want to use it as a quotation and I'll, you know, write that down and put quotes in it, around it. But mostly what I do when I'm in situations like that is I take my journal with me, and as I'm taking things in, I start journaling about what it means to me or what I want to do with this information or what's really uh, how I'm reacting to the information. And I use color a lot when I'm doing that. And people think I'm just kind of doodling or, you know, they'll notice I have five pins in my hand as I'm taking notes. And it, there's something about using color so certain things pop out. Oh, that's neat, yeah. So, that's neat. Uh, yeah, I love color, but I don't ever write in any kind of different color. I don't carry more around like that. Well, that's an option. That's an option. So uh, a couple of minutes ago you were going to shift to something else. Well, a different kind of, uh, I don't know that we really call it journaling, but it's a technique of writing that has been kind of interesting and uh, is pretty familiar, but it's worked well for me. It's writing a question that I have a an uncertainty about or, or something I'm dealing with in my right hand and then trying to write the answer in my non-dominant hand, which is my left hand. And um, that, in a strange way, I kind of, um, I remember reading the book Conversations with God and how he back and forth and asking God questions and getting answers from God and I used that exercise once and kind of set up a you know, little altar kind of thing and kind of prompted myself that the answers that I got through my left hand would be a more, more spiritually or divinely um, inspired and that was Really interesting. I found myself writing some things that surprised me. It was hard to read after I got through, of course. I, you know, I, I got the general idea. <laughs> yeah, and I've heard that, and I've only had, well, no, I've had two experiences with it. One was actually in a class, in a workshop, and, um, and I remember thinking intellectually, this is a really good idea, but not so much. Yeah, but I'm not feeling like I'm getting a lot out of it. Um, but but then I did it again. Oh, I don't know. This was two years ago. So the first time I saw that or heard that or did that in a workshop, it was probably ten years ago. And then um, two years ago, I was. Um, taking spiritual practice, a spiritual practices class, and I don't remember what the question was, but um, we were talking just in our table group about something, and one of the people at the table suggested to me, you know, since that's really um, keeps coming up for you, why don't you, you know, do what you just described, you know, um, and write the answer in your non-dominant hand. Just write what comes to you in your non-dominant hand. 
And that night I went home and I, you know, did that and, you know, got quiet and still and meditated for about 10 minutes and then wrote the question and then wrote the, put the pen in my other hand and just started freeform writing. And and it really did give me some ahas, so, or some food for thought at least. Uh-huh. And, you know, I didn't feel like I got the answer, but I got a different, um, different guidance than I had been getting from all of my normal practices. Well, that is interesting, isn't it? And I think just writing in general so many times can take off too because it does for whatever reason. It seems to access a different part of something. Whenever I'm writing, I tend to get a different uh, a different information or a different understanding of my situation than when I just sit around and kind of think about it or move on it. Yeah, right. and to me that makes sense because when we just are thinking about it, often we're thinking about it and doing some other stuff. And if we write, for most of us when we're writing, we're actually talking in our heads. So we have the thought, but we also, it's like we say it without saying it out loud because we hear ourselves say it and that's what we write. So it's almost like you have your thinking you're talking, and then the kinesthetic piece of actually writing it, and then you're reading it so you see it. It's like you're getting, you know, whatever it is, you're getting it on so many different dimensions versus when you just think about it. Right, yeah, yeah, And you have to slow down your brain to write because you can't write as fast as your brain can think. So the oh, that's interesting. Yeah, so the practice of writing, even if you write very fast, you cannot write as fast as your brain thinks. So the writing of journaling, you know, I think part of the reason it works is because it slows us down to allow, you know, some space between the thoughts. Uh Uh-huh. And this is a Tracy theory, so, you know, don't quote it as <laughs> law. It's just it's just part of my theory about, you know, how we help ourselves. Because um, when we think, you know, we just think, 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 think. Our brain is so busy. Right. Yeah, I've noticed um, somebody said something about, you know, type the computer I can type faster than I can write. So I never really thought about that, uh, that we think faster than we can write. Than we can, yeah, that's interesting, yeah. Well, and we we think faster than we can type, too, even though even those of us who type pretty fast and, you know, type all the time, because you you have to stop to have that thought. And when we're just thinking, usually we're thinking more than one thought at a time. So um, I've tried actually. I, I one year I was like, you know, I can type faster than I can write, and I'm just going to start keeping my journal, you know, on the computer. And during, oh, right. you know, and during that period of time, well, just like now, I mean, I'm on the computer every day. It's it's rare for there to be a day where I'm not on the computer at some point in time, but it never really clicked in for me for the depth of reflection. So there will be sometimes now, especially when I travel, but even sometimes when I'm, you know, not traveling, where I will do a journal entry on the computer. You know, maybe I'm working on the computer and I'm, you know, don't want to stop and I'll open a document and stop long enough to kind of capture that and then, you know, it's for the journal. Um, and so I have a file on my computer that are that's journal, random journal entries. But a few years ago, I that was going to be, you know, my I was going to journal that whole year, and it just didn't feel the same. There was something about writing the pen on paper and and 
seeing them all together, like, you know, holding the journal book and being able to just kind of page back, a, you know, a week or a month or... Right. And on, uh, in, on the computer, unless you print the document out every day and, you know, oh, yeah. right. paste it out and put them in a notebook, it's like it just didn't... Yeah, that didn't that didn't make it through the whole year when I found myself typing every day and then still writing in a book. <laughs> yeah, like that was yeah. duplicate effort or printing every page out. You know, which I did do that. I started printing them out and putting them in a notebook. I'm like, no, they just don't have the feel. You know, looking at the typed page just didn't have the feel of. You know how your handwriting changes depending on how you feel, whether you feel rushed, whether it was something you were really trying to get out and you took a lot of shorthand. I mean, it's the space that you put, where you put the spaces. It's For me, at least, I found that um, I, I savored it more when I wrote it by hand. Yeah, you know that. I think that is true, the term organic. Journaling is, you know, by hand is more organic. Yeah. And, and um, yeah, I get that. Although uh, that makes me think about um, one of my classmates in the practitioner class um, introduced me a few months ago to, um, you know, there's an app for everything. You know, a Facebook app, an iPhone app, an Android app. There's an app for everything. And there are actually a number of apps that, you know, do give you help in journaling or, you know, tracking. But she had this particular one, and I'm I'm not remembering the name of it right now, but this particular one is, is an app on Facebook and it it would be really good for someone who is new to journaling and just wants to get in the habit of capturing random thoughts on a daily basis and it what i liked about it is it has a specific word count that it um you know that you're challenged to write every day and it could be total stream of consciousness it, you know it it's a it's an app that's really designed for people who are trying to, you know, discipline themselves to write a book. But I think it could really work for journaling because it's, you know, it's a limit. And then what it does is it gives you all kinds of data about, you know, what words you use a lot, um, you know, what are your most popular words, what, how long did it take you to get to that word count. Um, and it's not a huge word count. It's like, you know, you could be writing 10 minutes a day or something. And um, and then you could see patterns with that, but more important, you could see what's coming up for you by the words that you keep using or the words you using, words that are affirming you, or, you know, or are they words that are criticized, that you're using to criticize yourself? Uh-huh. So for someone who's really technology-oriented or someone who says, you know, I don't really like to write, but I'm on my computer all the time, I, you know, want to do that, um, you know, I would say check out some of the apps. And maybe what you do is you you probably could um, do an Internet search for journal online or, you know, writing online. And, um, oh, I love... I love, I love technology. I love technology because I thought of this and I emailed the person I was just referring to to say, what's the name of that Facebook app you use to track your daily writing? Oh, no, yes. And she replied and emailed me right back. And it's it's the number 750words.com, 750words.com. 750 words, and so that's what it is. The goal is to write 750 words every day, and, you know, and then the app just kind of captures all of that and keeps it and compares your time for, you know, it took you 10 minutes today, it took you 7 minutes yesterday, 
you know, your average time over the last month, if you've been doing it for 30 days, you know, is 6 minutes and 58 seconds. So, I mean, I think if, if somebody wanted to use the computer, that might be an easy way to get started, to get disciplined in doing right. That's interesting, yeah, the discipline and to to know how many how how long it takes you to write. That's really interesting. Well, and you know when you're journaling, um, you know there are times when I can journal and I can write, you know, pages and pages and pages, and there are times when I'm fully complete and I've written three lines, you know. So I I think that's you know, or if something is really deep and I'm really reflecting on it, I might write very slowly as it comes to me. And, you know, so I, I think speed is is not necessarily the goal, but uh, on an app like this, it would be interesting just to see if there's a pattern and to look back at the days when maybe it took me, if it was 750 words and it took me, you know, 30 minutes, uh-huh. But another day or most day it takes me 10 minutes. I might go want to go back and see what was I writing about that day? You know, what was going on for me that it was such that it was it took me so much longer in time to write about the same length of material. Right, what the emotion behind the material was sort of yeah. Right, what was I reflecting about and wow, oh yeah, that makes sense that, you know, I was really soul-searching with that. And um, so um, one other thing came just came to mind for me that we haven't talked about. We talk about different ways of journaling, whether you're experienced or not. Um, we haven't talked about prompted journaling other than like when you refer to the spiritual retreat and or someone may say, you know, go journal about X. But prompted journaling on a continuous basis. So last year at at our spiritual center, we used the Joyous Freedom Journal. The year before. Oh, okay. I was trying to look out what you meant by prompted journal, but right, right, right. I got you. And so every day there's, you know, an idea or a concept or a little story and then space to journal about, wow, what does that mean to me? Or how am I doing that in my life? Or, you know, what do I want to learn from this? And it's and I think it's really powerful, whether you're experienced or not, to have, you know, that, like like last year, what we had was using, you know, Petra Weldis and Christian Sorensen's Joyous Freedom Journal to have this idea of, joyous freedom, you know, throughout the year and every day some aspect of that and every month a theme related to that. Right. Um, and that's a really, I mean, that's really, you know, a great way. There are many options in terms of journals like that where, you know, throughout, they, they kind of take you on a journey through the year. Right. And what did you call that? I've never heard that term before. I just called it um, um, prompted journaling. Prompted, okay, very good. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean, that's a that's a real, even if you're doing it alone, obviously our entire spiritual center you know, the majority of people at the center were using the book throughout the year, and so that created a sense of community around spiritual growth. But even if you, you know, just grabbed a book like that, a journal like that, you know, that you could have a very deep personal experience. You know, I called it prompted journaling. Some people might call it guided journaling, like Uh guided meditation. Right. So. And, you know, that kind of, um, when you read something and then it prompts you, 
uh, like you said, there are a lot of that in the, in the in the bookstores and things. And that kind of is the place to start if you're not used to journaling or don't know really what to journal. Um, you know, the diary idea, just journaling your day, is easy place to start, and then getting kind of a a, a primer for somebody else's written thoughts for the day, and then it gets you kind of thinking in in that term. I think that would be a good first place to start. I agree. I agree. And you know, I'm not, I've actually been in um, journaling circles or journaling groups where we would all yep. journal, you know, as a part of a, of a support group or uh, we did it mostly through Al-Anon, I'm familiar with it, but, um, you know, so journaling I think really is something that, you know, just has so many, kind of like meditation, has so many um, different ways of doing it and we kind of group it under this name journaling, but any kind of writing, any kind of reflective writing, even, you know, the process so much better to visualization, which is a um, kind of what we did at the Burning Mall ceremony at the Center for Spiritual Living where um, someone prompted us, walked us through the, the, the journey of visualizing kind of what our intentions for the year were and we kind of used her voice in a meditative state and then paper and pen and would write down answers to questions. I mean, I, I know that's not classic journaling, but I would call that a form of journaling. Yeah, and I'm just thinking about, um, now that would be guided, that would be guided journaling. And the book, Ooh, like guided meditation, guided journaling, yeah, right, guided right. journaling, and the, you know, using the, you know, the book or book journal kind of thing would be, would be more like prompted journaling versus guided. I'm, for me, in my mind, I, uh-huh. I that, that guided would be more like in real time and you have the voice of someone taking you through because, I mean, I have guided meditations that are on CDs, you know, that I've downloaded from the Internet. And so they're guided because someone is right there in the present guiding you through where your attention should be. And with the book, it's much more, it's like it's a prompt, but you can kind of go a lot of different places based on what you're reading, Um so maybe I'm being a stickler um, unnecessarily so. But no, 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 they're different. They're different. They're definitely different. They feel different to me. No, they're definitely different. But I wouldn't have really considered um, visualization and journaling process, but I think I probably do now just because it's a written form of something. And I think maybe... Oh, yeah, visioning, visioning... Um, it could probably be used for that when you're harvesting the information for yourself because you are capturing an inner insight. Uh-huh. Yeah, and then capturing it. But it's, yeah, I, I it's closer to meditation, though. But I, I get that. And we're almost out of time. I mean, like, we're, like, really almost out of time. <laughs> oh, this is um, my uh, Yeah. <laughs> So it's like bye. See you next, week. next week we'll be talking about worship as a spiritual practice. When we come oh. together to uh, have sacred spiritual practice with others. So that's next week. And until then, we just encourage you to visit us at GodInMyDay.com, and we'll see you next week on Say Yes to Spirit.
Alexa, play Whitney Houston. Okay. With Amazon Music, a voice is all you need. Get access to over 50 million songs. Download the Amazon Music app today.